Joining us for further analysis from what's playing itself out on that market scene is Mohamed Bagley from Saxon Wealth. Mohamed, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to yourself, Nolitanda, and thank you very much for having me. All right, well, not a bad start to the week, I'd say. Uh, we are seeing uh, majority green screens uh, in South Africa, Europe, a little bit more choppy. I'm keen to get your thoughts on what, have, what has driven markets uh, to this hour, but also this week. Okay, so so I've got to start by saying, like, I've got to agree with you. You know, we started we've started the week off quite well. I think we're up about 0.4 percent, and that's following on from last week, which was just a great week for the local market and really offshore markets as well. We picked up about 3.5 percent on the offshore last week, and in fact, if I take it back a little bit further, for the month of November, we're up 6.5 percent, and that's really great to see given the softness that we saw in the third quarter of the year, and then as well in October. So uh, just broadly speaking from my side it definitely looks like we're seeing a bit more appetite for risk but that being said specifically with reference to the local boss um the volumes remain quite weak. You know, we had a, a turnover of about 15 billion on Friday. And then today when I checked in the morning, it was less than 300 million. Obviously, you got to take into account that most of this happens in auction. Uh, we are seeing a bit of sentiment here, but the, the volumes do remain relatively weak. Um, just on the day, though, I would say that the big companies really underpinning the performance that we're seeing here today have got to be NASPERS and Process. They've constituted about 25% of the volumes thus far. And both those tickers are up about two um, percent of the big companies they've been uh, among the standouts and then i suppose we'll also touch on this a little bit later but we saw ppc rise almost nine percent on the back of their results a little bit earlier um, similarly netcare was also up on the back of their results astral food also had a, a decent return on the back of there so yeah so far looks looks good let's hope it continues I mean, let's talk about the week ahead as well. We do have a Fed minutes expected. I'm wondering if markets are looking for more clues from that, uh, Mohammed. But also, it is Black Friday. It's a big one in the United States. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, if this is, uh, we've seen markets gearing up to lean in uh, on the gains that could be made from this uh, phenomenon. Yeah, very much. So I'll first comment on the meeting minutes. It seems the market's always looking ahead to Fed comments. Uh, Jerome Powell's probably been the most popular guy this year, well, last year as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be keeping an eye out for, uh, for what comes out from the minutes. Um, you know, given that sentiment's been pretty good, given that we've seen um, good performance over the past couple of weeks, or rather, let's say, week and a bit, um, we'll, be, we'll be on the lookout for sort of anything negative, anything indicating that rate uh, rate hikes, uh, rate cuts rather, are going to start a little bit later on in the year. That's the sort of thing we're going to be keeping an eye out for. And then just uh, in relation to Black Friday, it's always a big one, you know, um, I suppose specifically with regard to the retailers, I imagine the e-commerce guys are expecting a massive, massive amounts of flows on the day. In fact, I've got quite a few plans for Black Friday too. Um, but I think uh, just to mention the day before that, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, Thanksgiving in the US. And I think that's, that's also me somewhat relevant. So I, I'm not actually expecting the busiest week from a market perspective this week. Um, we expect a bit more of a pickup uh, in the following week, actually. And we are expecting uh, some uh, announcements coming out of our own reserve bank here at home. I'm wondering if you have any expectations uh, for that one. 
Well, we're hoping that it's going to remain unchanged. We do think that is indeed the case, but, you know, they're always liable to change their minds. I think we'll also be looking for a bit of a, like with the, the Fed minutes, we're also going to be keeping an eye out for when those rates are going to start to come down. I think that's really the key thing for markets right now, both locally, both offshore, both locally and offshore. That's really what we're, what we're keeping an eye out for. So hoping for good news in, in that regard. All right, let's get into some company news. A lot happening today, Mohammed. I'm not sure if we'll get through all of it. Let's start off with the Barla world. I mean, very impressive there. I think all those key metrics up in the green. Uh, share price also uh, being cheered on by investors, but not nearly as much as what I would have thought. Mm. It's, an, it's an interesting one that uh, I think you actually hit the hit the nail on the head when you mentioned that they sort of reached the targets that they were looking for. We saw quite a nice beat on the operating profit that came in at about 4.3 billion, and that was against estimates of uh, I think it was 4 billion. Uh, headline earnings per share came in pretty much exactly where the guidance said it would. It came in at the exact midpoint. I mean that was at around 11.63. Always great to see that. Uh, another key takeaway was the operating profit margin increase. It's just under 10% now. And you know, they were, I think within the context of the tough operating environment, they were relatively bullish. Uh, I know they mentioned that they, they're quite positive about their Mongolia operation. It's not the biggest thing in, in their life currently, but they're expecting double digit growth there. Uh, but I, I must confess, they are expecting a bit of a slowdown in the South African um, division. And that's really got to do with the slowdown that we're seeing in mining. But by and large, these were good numbers. You know what, I share your opinion i thought it may have uh moved up a bit more but uh you know coming in at about 0.8 percent the last time i checked up is not too bad and you know there's still a bit of time in the day so uh let's see where that goes from my view though all in all pretty good numbers well i'm also surprised uh, mohammed is with astral i mean astral has had i would call 24 months of absolute storms uh from a load shedding to water issues uh, to avian flu and even a high input costs uh, they've reported losses of more than the profits, I think, far more than 100%, more than 140%. But that share price is up 2.91%. And I'm wondering what investors are making of the astral story. Yeah, well, I think you really hit the nail on the head there when you mentioned that, you know, the, they've been under quite a bit of pressure over the course of the year, you know, and by and large, most of that has been priced in. I think um, these results actually paint a picture of the company doing a little bit better than what was expected, given the context that it was expected to be sort of bad numbers. Now, you mentioned uh, load shedding. That was a massive cost for them. They've associated nearly 1.6 billion rand worth of cost just to the load shedding. Now, any company that's operating out of South Africa, you know, that this sort of cost remains very pervasive. And you, we've seen it sort of in other numbers, not just, you know, uh, across the year, but even today, there's, there's quite a few companies that had made reference to the same thing. Now, in addition to that, the, the avian flu outbreak was a really bad one. This is a specifically contagious, uh, contagious variation of the flu. That also had a significant impact of the, on the earnings costing about 400 million rand. And the outlook is that, you know, the avian flu thing in in particular is maybe not going to persist uh, as long as people were i guess initially pricing it too uh, i can't remember who it was but there was sort of a relevant agri agricultural type council that had mentioned that by and large we've seen the back of this so uh, i think you know the outlook is a little bit better than expected the company's taking uh, taking measures to sort of mitigate these risks that have put a bit of pressure on them this year. Uh, and I think the market quite liked that, if I'm not mistaken. They were up about 1.2% on the back of these results, which I think is a case of the results weren't as bad as we expected them to be.
Mark is also uh, cheering on Netcare. They seem to have done really well. Profits up 27.2% uh, there, Mohammed. But also, uh, you know, succession planning, obviously in motion of sorts. Uh, we do have Dr. Richard Frieden staying on for a little bit longer. I'm wondering if that also has to do with uh, Marcus cheering on the counter. Yeah, absolutely. I, w I would definitely say as much. We're always looking for certainty. We're always looking for clarity. It's really um, the uneasiness or the uncertainty that market feels in relation to not knowing sort of who the long-term lead is going to be. That puts a lot of pressure on share prices in general. So I think it was a bit of a boon for the market to get a bit of clarity. If I'm not mistaken, we haven't uh, got the exact details of who the successor will be, but we know that they've identified someone. They're just not able to take, uh, take over at this current moment in time. Um, and, you know, I mentioned this earlier, the, let me just start by saying that, you know, these numbers actually were quite good. They, again, hit all of their sort of uh, operational and strategic targets. Revenue increased about 23.7 billion rand. The EBITDA grew by nearly 18% to sit at 4.115 billion. And then again, you know, we did see the um, sort of some increasing cost. And that was some of it was in relation to projects. Again, some of it was also in relation to, uh, to load shedding. So the, these results, in my mind, painted a, a picture of a company doing well despite the the challenging environment that they're sort of operating in and then you know going forward they've actually taken significant measures to have sort of the load shedding associated costs not affect them as much and then in addition to that it's what you mentioned earlier the certainty around the succession um, all of that together served to uh, well, to be well received by the market, uh, these results were, were quite well received by the market. The shares up about 3.4 percent, uh, sort of as at the last time I checked a little bit earlier. We don't have much time left, but I must touch on PPC simply because of the move there. We are seeing that stock price up more than 9 percent. Uh, back in the black for this company that has battled for a while. Just keen to get your uh, quick remarks on this one. Yeah, interesting. I, I, from what I can see, they're the big mover on the day, up just over 9%. Um, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that they're coming off low basis. Now, quarter two was was quite challenging. We saw lots of volumes pressure coming out from the Zimbabwe division, as well as locally and Botswana. And uh, this quarter, they made specific mention to the strong recovery in the Zimbabwe division. Revenue is up over 100% uh, over there uh, from, a, uh, from a comparable period basis. And they also declared a further dividend of about $7 million in PPC uh, Zimbabwe this month. And I think that's in addition to the $4 million that was paid out relatively recently. Um, they also pointed out that SA and Botswana were quite re resilient this quarter. Um, again, they were also under quite a bit of volume, volume pressure. So good to see that. And then just coming back to what we were saying a little bit earlier in relation to Netcare, they've also got a CEO who is on his way out. He'll be leaving at the end of the year and he'll be replaced by Matthias Cardarelli. Uh, but this news is not relatively new. I believe this came out in, in August. So, yeah, uh, from my perspective, it's, it, it really is a case of coming off uh, quite low basis. So PPC's uh, done quite well there. Well, I'm keen to get your stock pick for today. Uh, which counter would you be going with this Monday afternoon? So I was actually on with uh, Zenati on Thursday and I was very excited to go for Meta Platforms and I think I'm going to stick with that, truth be told. Um, I really like this year, you know, it, it operates in in really all of the places that I'd like for it to be. You know, they, they, they're quite diverse in the AI space. In addition to that, you may have seen they came out with those MetaQuest um, virtual reality goggles. Um, but also, you know, the the share was, was really embattled in 2022. It went all the way down to $90 uh, 
uh, per share. Now they're currently over 300. And I still think that there's a lot of runway for it to go into, you know, especially going into the end of the year and then onwards in uh, 2024. So I think it does make a lot of sense to at least have some of those. Well, Mohammed, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for uh, your time this afternoon. That was Mohammed Wagney from Assassin Wealth.